Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey everybody, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. I'm like laughing. Oh man, we're gonna yeah, voice know, drive. We're gonna have so much fun here today. It's like crazy town. Uh, but first of all, let me thank you all. Um, one of the things I want to say coming out of the gate is this. This show today with my very special guest, his fabulous book. Um, here's the thing that I know. When you sit down to write a book, that represents who you are in the world, what your journey's been like, how you got from point A to point B, probably by going to D, E, F, and G first. When you sit down and you do that and you put pen and paper together, there's something that you do that literally certifies and witnesses your life story and ways you can help the world. That's Royce, Royce Christian joining me here today. That's what he did in this book, scripting the life you want, manifest your dreams. And there's one thing that I wanna say about this cause you're gonna get to meet him here in a minute. But sometimes you lay your life out. And when you lay your life out, you have a sense of where you wanna go or who you wanna become. And a lot of times it requires you to let it go, just let it rip and trust the journey. Now, I'm not saying take your hands off the wheel completely, especially if you're like me and you're riding a Harley, you may not want to do that. But when they tell you to lean into a turn and you're riding that bike, there's a reason they tell you. Royce joining me here today, actor, speaker, writer, documentary, film director, been on television, radio, and for the most part, what you want to know about him, he is out in the world. And when you're out in the world, you learn some things along the way to becoming you. You know, what you learn is, or at least from what my experience is, you learn life's lessons according to yourself on the inside, but also the public perception of you. And you have to make a conscious decision many different points along the way in your life as to who you really want to be, like who you really want to suit up and show up and energy vibrationally want to be. That's what today is about. That's what this fabulous book is about. Because if you are not going to script the life you want, Somebody else is going to do it for you. Royce, it's great to have you. Thank you so much. Wow, what an incredible, incredible intro. Thank you. I, 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 uh, I gotta. I feel like I should. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to thank you. That's that's the best intro I've. But got. let's just start with what we were talking about before the break, because people, you know, Zach records all that. So like the the what do they call them before and after? And we were just talking about our hair. 
our hair because I look I look like a zebra right now because I get mine done every four weeks and yours I was commenting on how great yours looks and you did it yourself which is crazy to me. That's amazing. It's crazy to me. It is crazy <laughs> to me. I was telling uh, you know some of the people that want me to do a couple of video shoots and they're like, hey man, don't worry about it. We're gonna send somebody. And I'm like, no, like I'm gonna do it. I got like a, a bottle of stuff that I've had. And I bought my little, what do you call those uh, electric razor We're things? really bad gay people. I don't know either. I know like the, the buzzer. Like, thing. yeah, like, that's we a show, bad gay show. people. That's yeah. it. Yeah, like, you know, the thing, right? The thing, the, the, the buzzer like, thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just woke up one day and I said, I'm not going to get to anybody soon, you know. Washington State, we're not, we don't know exactly what's going on here for the most part, right? Some counties same are open, some in LA, North. yeah. It's the same thing. LA, forget about it, right? Right. And yeah. I don't even necessarily want to go to, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm knock on wood. I, I've been healthy and my partner's been healthy. So it's, it's sort of a, why go out and risk anything for my hair? You know, I just look crazy. You, you though, I can't believe you. The haircut, I mean, the color looks weird, but the haircut is the part that I and wish I could. look it. That's crazy that you did that yourself. Okay, but that's <laughs> talking about, that. this is ties right into today. Because somebody asked me how I did it. Did I go to school? Did I have somebody guiding me? And here was my answer. And this is my answer to you. This is my first question to you. <laughs> I said, you know, I did it intuitively. I said, I felt my way through the haircut. And That's I got to ask you this. I just read off a whole bunch of things about what you've done and who you are. But I want to ask you this question. Whenever you write a book like this, there's always a story. And the story has its ups, has its down, has its sideways. What are some of the challenges? What are some of the obstacles, Rice, that you personally had to get through, right? Intuitively or not, to get you here today to talk about this book? Oh, so many. Um, I love that question. That's actually one of the best questions. And you're the first person in two months of promoting this to ask me that, um, which is crazy. Let's see. I like how you said uh, to get from A to B. Sometimes you have to go to like C, Z, Z, G and, you know, all around again. I think that's the best uh, analogy to my life. I've had a really, really very blessed and very lucky life. I know that sound. I say that unironically because a lot of people say they have a blessed life, but um you know, I grew up, I, I talk about in the book, I grew up in a family that taught me these principles of positive thinking from a really, really young age. So while that was awesome, um, it, and it worked for me, you know, as far as uh, wanting to be an actor and starting out in theater, when I was uh, 14 years old, uh, and I talk about this briefly in the book, but um, I was doing professional theater uh, at such a rapid pace uh, and rapid meaning I would, you know, finish out a contract to close one show and already have been in rehearsals for another show. This is by choice, by the way. My parents did not want me to be an actor, uh, <laughs> not because they didn't support me. Obviously, they did because I, I did it. But they, um, you know, the, my mom, I always say it's it's that thing where, you know, when you get older, you go, oh, shoot, my parents were right. Um, so I was just on the sort of uh, hamster wheel of theater that um, wasn't that fulfilling. And at 14, I knew that. And it's really interesting because the opening you know, chapter of my book talks about this really crazy important, it would turn out later, car ride in my life. Yeah. Um, 
And it was, you know, I didn't go into detail about this part of it, but there was another crisis or a bigger one happening within myself at that time, which was I knew that I loved acting. I knew that I wanted to be an actor, but I also was grappling and I could just finally come to the realization with the fact that doing theater and professional theater that wasn't what I truly wanted. And that's a lot, that's a lot to, to come to that realization, especially when, you know, I was on track. If you look at even uh, a lot of, I'm so lucky, the people who endorsed my book, there's a lot of Broadway producers and people who are on Broadway. I, that, that was a big part of my life. Um, and at 14, I knew that if I stayed, if I didn't make a choice, and it's a really young age to have to kind of be faced with this very severe sounding thing, but, that was the nature of the entertainment industry back in the very early, we're talking 2003, 2004, 2000s, because it's yeah. changed in a positive way since the internet. But I knew if I stayed on that track, I would be there forever. That would be it. And I always wanted, to, I loved movies. I loved old movies. I loved film. I loved TV. So I had to face a lot of very strange now this sounds like boohoo but i promise it, it gets weird in a minute <laughs> people are like oh man <laughs> no, he's doing... i'm all about the weird let's do it come on so um the opening chapter of my book i talk about this car ride which i still talking to you right now it's just it blows my mind that a car ride i had at 14 years old that was even at the time it was eventful in that a book was handed to me that changed my life but even for a few years afterwards, the, if you had come, gone in a time machine and went back and said, you're going to be talking about that car ride to Chickatee Island when you're 32, I would have been like, what? No, there's no way. That's crazy. So that's, and it is just like, I love it. It makes me giddy that we are here talking about this, this one specific car ride where um, I was in a fight with my best friend in the world. All this was going on with, with, with this. I hadn't told my parents yet that I wanted to, well, I hadn't told them a few things. I hadn't told them I was gay. I hadn't told them that I wanted to completely change careers after begging them from a really young age, uh, you know, that I wanted to act, but, oh, hey, can we move 3000 miles across the country? And I also didn't necessarily know that I wanted to do that yet um, and I was in this massive fight which is the story I, I, I landed on telling in the opening chapter because I think it's it's the most honest and it's the most real and it's funny because when you're 14 a fight with your I had a terrible fight with my best friend and it was so bad that we weren't speaking and we are both so stubborn that neither one of us was you know calling the other one to to you know say I'm sorry nice. and I was in this car ride and I was really miserable and it was really just, you know, it was, I, that's your whole life when you're that age or is your best friend and, and your friend group. And um, phones weren't what they are today and communication is not what it is today. I'm telling you, you're talking about this and I'm doing a flashback and having a hot flash at the same time. I'm like, <laughs> flashback, hot flash. And I love like, that. That's a book oh my right God. there. You need yeah. to write that down. Take that and write it down. Oh. Hot flash flashback. But for you, <laughs> what you're talking about, I mean, having that moment with your friend, right? What happened after that? You got to tell me. Well, this is the best part. So uh, my mom had been reading a book in the front seat of this car. We drove this four-hour drive to this island off the coast of the Delmarva Peninsula, which is Delaware, Maryland, Virginia. And uh, oh, it's, yeah. it's 
beautiful. It's called Astig and Chicatig. And you stay on Chicatig and you go to Astig, which is where all these horses are. And it's great. We would go for a couple nights every summer. And it was just like a fun little, like, you know, it was nothing fancy. We'd stay like in like a trailer. Like it was, you know, it was just like kind of a fun little family thing. And my mom could see, you know, we were still very close to this day. She always had this ability to sort of zap in and tune into me. And she's like, what's going on here? She was reading a book that she didn't like. She had gotten it at this weird book club. I tell this story too in the book. She has no idea to this day even how she ever started getting books from this place. Um, but she just kept paying for them. So one of the books she got was a book called Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting by a woman named Lynn Graphorn. Uh, it was written in 1999. It was a New York Times bestseller. This is, you know, seven years before The Secret. It was based on the teachings of Jerry Nestor Hicks and the teachings of Abraham. Um, and it was the first book to talk about the law of attraction. Um, and it's sort of an, un an underground, I'd say, cult classic of that genre. Exactly. Um, and I, you know, it, this was 2003. So again, years before The Secret, years before anybody was saying even anything about manifesting. And she gave me this book that she didn't like. And I immediately... It was like, it, I get chills to this day. You can't see them because I have a jacket on. But I literally, I, I knew that, I did know this part as far as that car ride being important. That book was going to change my life. So I asked my dad. My dad is one of those guys who, for whatever reason, in his truck still has a center console just filled with every office supply and 50 highlighters. I don't know why. He was a carpenter. But, you know, whatever. So I said, do you have a highlighter? And I started highlighting and by the 100th page, the whole book was yellow. So I said, okay, I'm going to read. I don't even remember the beach trip, but I, the reason it was so crazy is because they had, she had these processes in there and one of them was scripting. And obviously my book is called scripting the life you want. So it, yeah. it mattered. It's this one paragraph in her book. Um, and it was this process that a lot of people have heard of uh, what I say the, and I say this lovingly, uh, I think that, you know, the creative people are crazy people, but this was a little bit of a stretch uh, and made me feel like crazy person. The idea of talking out loud to yourself for 15 minutes, right. pretending to have the conversation. Um, the idea being to get to the feeling place of whatever you wanted. That was her version of scripting. Um, but at the time I said, screw it, let me try it. We got home um, and it, the whole story is in the book if you wanna read about it, but uh, I, I tried it and I added in because I, I like to push people's buttons and I like to test things out. So I put in all these really weird details. I pretended I was on the phone with my best friend and that she had called, which would never happen. And that right. she had apologized, which would never happen. Right. And all this weird stuff, like her dad getting us 10 pizzas and us going to a different boardwalk for, you know, we would always go to the Jersey Shore because that's where I grew up. And um, within one minute of finishing this 15 minute out loud scripting, I went into the shower, she called and swear on my life, every single detail, everything from the 10 pizzas to her saying, sorry, I mean, I, it's all in the book, but um, it all came true. So I yeah. was floored. And then I was terrified because I felt like either A, everyone knew about this except me. And that was very weird. Or B, uh-oh this is something either I'm really good at or it's just no one knows about it. And this is how a lot of things work. I didn't quite get what was happening. I did, I did want to throw in one last thing. What my parent, my grandma, my mom never taught me, you know, my, my, my friends would go to Sunday school and Hebrew school and all that stuff or synagogue on Sundays, they would be teaching me a very classical old school meditation and positive thinking What this book filled in why it gave me such chills was yeah. the aspect of emotions and feelings and how those are the things that fuel what you create in yeah. your life. And uh, 
that was what shifted everything uh, for me. I ended up putting the book down though after three months and then it took 18 months and me moving to LA and getting mugged, which is a really funny story to get the book back uh, again. But uh, I think I think I, I said a lot and I don't want to No, talk but forever. that's exactly <laughs> what it is though, Royce. I mean, for those of you just tuning in, I, as I said before, I'm talking to Royce Christian, but bottom line, the book is scripting the way, scripting the life you want. Because here's the thing that most of us have missed for a point, a point in time in our life. It is the emotional energy of something. It is the Everything. emotional sense of it. My friend was talking to me the other day and said, Pat, you know, we've heard you talk about the secret from time to time really differently. And, and they said to me, what is it you feel if you were interviewed in that movie, what would you say that didn't get said? And I said, feeling. <laughs> I said, oh, look, there's only one thing I would say. There was only one thing I would say in that movie. If you ain't feeling it, you ain't getting it. Exactly. I mean, I don't know how else to say. I'm I don't know how else to say it either. That's the one, and I love that team. They're great. They have their first movie, a uh, feature film. Uh, it was going to come out uh, actually 10 days after my book, but obviously with everything going down. But I agree. I've always said they didn't focus enough on emotion and feeling. Sure. You have to feel like it. You have to be in that space. You can think you're, you can try to lie to yourself and think it all you want, but that's where I think a lot of people get, you know, they get frustrated. And that's something I talk about in my book a lot. Because I love, I, I, I got I, a lot of people are not too happy. And it, it was kind of surprising in, in this world. Now, not, not, uh, I don't want to name anybody. And a lot of people have been super supportive, but there's a lot of people who are angry that I talk about the fact that sometimes people just, the manifestations don't work or they don't work quite right. Or they, why, they, why do you think they're angry about that, Royce? Let's, let's, let's get down and dirty on this. You know, I, let me tell you something. I had to do a little reality check this weekend when I was, uh, I played ping pong, so I had to do a little reality check. So I played the music, right? And I, I was just like, man, I'm not feeling it. I don't want, you know, okay. And I said, man, what is, what is, what is the thing when I first started to do the show? It wasn't called Dr. Pat Show. That's a whole nother story. It's called Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life. I'm so glad it's called Dr. Pat. You need to name it after yourself. You have to. Oh, just the listeners that. named it. <laughs> to be honest with you, I dialed the wrong phone number. I didn't even know what I was doing here. So uh, that's why I relate to you so much. But the, the deal was, I said, when we started this, Benny, Benny, right, Benny? When we started this, Benny's been with me 16 years. Literally, I hate to admit it, like almost the longest relationship I've ever had right here. Hey, like, you know, sometimes your work husbands and work wives are they're longer than real ones. <laughs> but I gave Christina Aguilera an award. That's so awesome. I gave her an award, a crust busting award, because that it's in her bio. So I was sitting there yesterday and I was like, I, what do I want to play? I mean, what do I want on my iPod as I'm beating this ball at 60 miles an hour? And it was stripped. Yes, I love that's and, I, and I love stripped. that album. And the, the one on strip that I played was dirty. That was the dirties on there, fighter, beautiful. I had that album they came out. Are you kidding me? I love that album. It is one of the best. But I thought, why do I like this? Why am I loving this? Why, when I watched Beautiful, I cried? And what was it about that? And what it said to me about where I am in this journey and where you just shared you are. Sometimes we're gonna say stuff and we're gonna do stuff. And we're going to be stuff 
and not everybody is going to be waving the Royce flag and say, Amen, brother, hallelujah. It's true. It just, and that's okay. You know, it's going to be, it's okay. And at the same time, if it's not okay, how can we script our life? You can't. You how know, that's you the thing. Well, here's here's my thing and that i think that you know i i don't even normally like for instance with my clients i work with a lot of i work a lot of business clients and real estate people they'll bring me in or now they'll zoom me in um when they have new 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 people or, or new uh hires or whatever you know depending on the industry and i did this for 10 years secretly like i didn't tell anybody i was doing this but i was this guy that everyone would call here in la and they would bring me in and i would work with you know their team and then they would do these amazing sales or do whatever it was and then they'd bring me in every few months to do a refresh but um you know i i don't usually like if i was coaching somebody i wouldn't advise them to publicly like i just did i'll tell you why i did it though say uh hey there's people who don't love that this aspect of something that I've created. But the reason I think it's important is this is, you know, like you said, like you and I are out here together uh, and it's, it's just, it's not a better space or a worse space. It's a different space um, than someone say, just listening or reading. And, and that, again, that's not an ego cocky thing. I say people are not thrilled that I, I actively talk about not just the fact that sometimes manifestation doesn't work, but, there is an entire realm of not pseudoscience, but real concrete science that I didn't even know existed. Half of my book is about science. That's the big twist, I think, yeah, if is. there's any. It's, you know, it's 10 chapters, and I'm a giant nerd. I'm a researcher at heart. That's what I love to do. And so chapters 5 through 10 are very, I mean, 6 and 7 are just pure science. But chapter 9 is all about memetics and memes. And I thought memes were stupid pictures you see on Facebook or, or Twitter or wherever, and that was it. When I found out the U.S. military has a handbook on memetic warfare, I my mind was blown. Now, I went through the trouble of reading through, like, all the textbooks and the 15 published books, and, you know, I, that's what I love to do because a lot of them are, you know, some are great, some are not so great. But when I found out that, uh, you know, Richard Brody wrote a book called Virus of the Mind in the 90s, right before the internet exploded. And it, knowing that, if you go into, anybody who wants to read his book, I recommend it. It's published by Hay House. Uh, it's also a bestseller. And it's all about memes and meme viruses. And just for those of you out there listening, just like we have genes, okay, in evolution, uh, that's our biology. Culturally, the, the theory and now what they're trying to find out exactly physically what it might be, but they think they figured it out where it is, but is a meme. So it's the it, a meme is the cultural equivalent of a gene, and it explains why we like things like going to the opera or building roller coasters. It makes no sense when it comes to evolution why our species does that. But what they found is that memetics and memes are basically, they're like viruses. And that's the best analogy. And that's what all the science, that's what they use. Because we catch it from each other. Communication, yeah. imitation, that's memes. So Richard Brody wrote in his book that, you know, if you listen to a catchy song, you read a great article, you've caught a meme. And he writes, and all of the science backs this up. And there's been a lot in the last 30, 40 years since Richard Dawkins originally put it out there. Um, but literally we have thoughts that aren't our own we catch thoughts this is scientifically proven well to me as someone who has studied the law of attraction and and creating your life and manifesting my whole life finding that out eight or nine years ago and then really diving in five years ago 
was the breakthrough moment of many, but it was the final one because it explained why people don't manifest a lot or don't get the right things. Because if we are told, and, and this is right, at the very core, our thoughts are things or our thoughts create the feelings, which create the emotions, which create the manifestation. If that thought isn't even from us and we've caught it memetically, this isn't that hard. It sounds very, and I know you know this, Dr. Katz, but for anybody out there listening, you know, it sounds, don't let the word memetic or meme, you know, mess you up. The, the best news, I'll tell you this, is that it is so easy to fix and remove memes. Like there are positive memes like oral hygiene <laughs> and showering. There are negative ones. And, and they go, there's meme clusters, there's groups that are po poverty, uh, you know, terrorism, all of that. It's crazy what is considered scientifically mimetic. But the great news is in my book, I talk about how to just clear out anything. And it's not some wild thing. It's basically my own vision and version of a vision board. Um, and my oh. stuff is very easy, you know. I love your stuff. Uh, uh, thank that's you. Why I was so excited to talk to you because for those of you just tuning in, one of the things, scripting the life you want. This is what I love about this when I, here we are and we're in this world and all of a sudden I get across my desk a notice about a book and and it's like Linda's like yeah scripting it yeah and I said we got who wrote it I, I didn't even know who wrote it I said I don't care who wrote it we got to get who wrote it that Before I can look at the book <laughs> energetically, right? Your message right now, we're seeing come to life in the streets. People are taking what you are writing about and they are looking at themselves. I, you know why I like the word meme? Uh, I interviewed Wayne Dyer a ton of years ago. And you have to know something about me, little little something. I'm a girl from, I'm a kid from New York. I grew up on the East Coast, moved out That's why we get along. <laughs> so totally. Thought I was going to go to the University of Washington, got fired from every job I've ever had, right? Homeless at 17, arrested at 19. I dial a wrong phone number and I don't hang up. 17 years ago. And your book explains that. Now, it doesn't explain why I didn't hang up because my friends say, like, nobody from New York takes a wrong phone number. They hang up. I know. What it explains <laughs> is your process of how to help people now take their lives in, in not, in, I, don't, not a, I, I don't like the word empowerment. I don't use it. I use it. I hate you too. I use it sometimes, but it feels inauthentic. I know exactly what you power. mean. <laughs> power. Power is the empowerment power it's power and this is where we get to look at what that means for us you know i may decide in my life today that i'm going to do something and yet i may feel like that is the least favorite thing i want to do but you're building a bridge and connecting the dots when we come back from break i want to talk with you about the work you do with people you know, it's one thing to have an awakening and have a discovery and have a moment of acceptance. It's another thing to go from discovery, awareness, acceptance to action. It is. It's That's a big one. That's what you're doing. We're going to take a short break. We'll come back. We're going to tell you all about how you can get your copy of the book. But more importantly, how does this work 
and why is it so powerful? And for everybody out there that thinks transformation and change has to take a decade, uh -huh. I'm telling you, it doesn't. Stories, information, coincidences, we got them all. We'll be right back. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. We remember a time when you could simply form a thought and it would manifest. The harmony was forgotten, but it is returning now. The Power of Inspiration and Awakening Radio with Julia Griffin on TransformationTalkRadio.com each second and fourth Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific will take you on adventures through the heart and spirit exploring who we once were. This intuitive healer studied under the guidance of wolves, learning from their wisdom to master a higher frequency for a new state of mind. Visit OneTrueSelf.com. Stuck in a roundabout of dysfunction? Stop circling around difficult issues and find out what's been holding you back. Learn how to speak your truth to power with host Dr. Kathy O'Bear. Create real change with smart tools and smart strategies. No frills, no fluff, just life-changing conversations to help get you where you want to be. Extend your reach and become an agent for real change with Kathy O'Bear. For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. It's time to get your life back on Burn Bright Today with Jennifer Marcinelli. Tune in each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to move from the darkness of burning out to the light of burning bright. Jennifer is redefining stress and the energetic causes of burnout, shining a light on process to get your life back. For more information about Jennifer and her work, visit BurnBrightToday.com. Yeah. That is it. That is what I'm talking about. That is it. XT better best. I love her so much. I love that you love that. And Fighter, what a great song for ping pong, too, if you're trying to amp yourself up. I mean, it's just a great song, period. But she's really great. She's so tiny. I actually have met her. I don't usually like name drop, but I I went to Disneyland years ago and we ended up uh, with the same ambassador, the person who walked us around uh, this wow. was a long time ago. She's the coolest person and genuinely kind. So tiny. So, and I'm short. I am so short. No, and she's she, small. She's yeah. very short. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, there's no question about it. You, you, and you know, it, the thing is this, but before we get going is, the thing is this, you and I are here, not because, at least for me, not because I popped out of my mom and there was some level of genius. No, no. I was not the sharpest knight in the, in the drawer. There's no question about it. But I had a knowing and an intuition, a really strange thing as a kid. But that's your genius. Yeah, exactly. Really. That's exactly. not me giving you lip service. That's what actual geniuses land on. I'll tell you a funny quick story after this one. But before you do that, I need people to know, one, how are we going to get a copy of the book and how <laughs> they find out about you and how they can work with you? Because that's what we're going to talk about now. You know, when you have a gift and when you're scripting your life and you know you have a gift, and then you have a passion to help other people. That's when that light, that inner light goes on, shines brightly. And that's where you are, in my opinion, that's where you are now and that's what you're doing. How do people find out about you? And also let's tell folks how to get a copy of the book. How they okay. can work with you too. Um, thank you for saying that. Also, I do think you're a genius. I just want to say uh, one of my, actually my absolute best friend in the world, she's like, my sister is Dr. Dina Grayson. If you look at the back of the book, yeah, there, she, she gave the uh, nicest, nicest endorsement, but you know, she helped create one of the only two cures for Ebola. She's a literal genius. Um, you know, she knows what she's talking about when it comes to all of the things that have to deal with medical and science and medicine and all that. But we talk about intuition. I, I always tell her, my goodness, you're the most intuitive person I know. Now she, you know, scientists, they look at things very differently, but my, my friend group happens to be a ton of science science either they're scientists or the researchers or you know analytical scientists or they're in the medical field or they're doctors it's a very weird group of friends to have for someone right. like me but i'll tell you 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 to me i i don't believe you aren't the sharpest tool i'm sure you may have felt that way but your perception of yourself has in what really i think happened is it aligned with reality and what the real uh what was really going on was you learned to use your intuition you know i love growing up in the east coast because especially you know, I was born in Philly and, and, and this, the, my friends in New York, you guys are so lucky because you are told from a very young age, you have that New York intuition. You know, being told that at a young age actually is very positive and can be very empowering um, because it's true, but because they, it's so embedded into sort of who you are culturally, it aids and guides you into yeah. trusting your gut. It is considered yeah. a badge of honor culturally in New York to trust your gut. That is not the case everywhere else, as you know, now in the world or even the country. So, you know, it's 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 really cool to me because to me, you're brilliant. And I mean that. But you've aligned yourself and you've reshaped how you perceive yourself. And that's that's a lot about what I teach. Um, if people want to visit me, I know and we'll get, we're going to get the meaty stuff. Yeah. Um, so my name is a little hard to spell for people. Uh, so it's like a Rolls Royce. So it's just my name, RoyceChristian.com. Um, so it's Rolls Royce. So R-O-Y-C-E-C-H-R-I-S-T-Y, as in yellow, N. So Royce Christian. But uh, <laughs> the publisher, we, we did a really funny website because I'm on my uh, lockdown book tour. If you yeah. will, so you can go to lockdownbooktour.com and it will direct you to my website. So you don't have to memorize how to spell my name. So if you I go to lockdownbooktour.com. Um, I also have, I'm really excited. I, I <clears throat> have a couple giveaways we're going to do for you. I'm sure I'm going to let you bring sure. those up. Um, I, 
I'm teaching. Okay, so we're gonna do a uh, we're doing a copy sign giveaway of the book. So uh, whoever wins, I will personalize it. We'll talk about it a little bit more at the end. I'm also giving away two uh, 90 minute sessions, which are usually well, very crazy schedules. So they're very expensive usually, and they're very very uh, hard to get these days. But I have two. Uh, that this is the only show I'm doing this on. It's the only show I've done this on. Uh, wow. So I'm doing it with you and your listeners. So. Uh, if you end up winning that, you will get two 90-minute sessions with me. That is two two of those. So there's two people. We'll get two 90-minute sessions. I just want to make sure that right. that's clear. Well, let's do this now. Let's Hey, Benny, let's roll this out now. So let's go. 1-800-930-2819. Give us a shout, Benny. We'll get some information. We're going to give one of each of these away. 1-800-930-2819. And uh, those of you that are on social media and Facebook, don't worry. I got you in the queue. I will make sure you are part of this as well. Um, thank I you. wanted to say, if you don't win the contest, I, uh, I just as a way of supporting local bookstores, uh, East West Books, in, in, uh, there's one in San Francisco. It's actually Mountain View. And the other one is in, uh, is in Washington. I'm doing a, a Zoom workshop, three of them. In uh, two in June and one in July, uh, the inf it's eastwestbooks.org, or you can go on my website after this show. I'm going to make sure that the information is on there. And those workshops are going to be all about what we talk about here with Dr. Pat. We're going to do all sorts of fun stuff with manifesting and learning about perception. So if you don't win, I hope you do, but if you don't win, um, I'm not taking a fee for these three workshops at all. So I think it's $25, something like that. It's going 100% to East West because we need to keep local bookstores that are privately owned and not owned by corporations, which are great and wonderful, but we need to keep the local bookstores alive too. So I'm doing this as a way to give back, hopefully help keep them alive. So at least you're supporting a bookstore if you take one of my three classes. Again, that's at East West Books. I don't have the info on my website, but as soon as I'm done this, I'm going to make sure that it is up there for that. Yeah, that's fine. So to make sure I put it out there. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, when you do, just shoot us an email so we can keep reminding people about it. You oh, know, even after it. we're done today, please stay in touch. And I want to come back on. We were saying we're, we're ne well, I didn't know. I, this is so great. I have been on so many shows and I, I love everyone I've talked to, but I usually it's 20 minutes of me just going through the three very basic steps, which, uh, you know, people can get for free from anything that they've, that I've ever done. Really. I'm very open about what I do. I don't like, I don't like to put paywalls behind stuff. Um, but what's important to me and I love off camera, we talked about, you know, what I really teach the, the groundwork of what I teach is, uh, it deals in perception and the science and the understanding of perception, the perception of perception, I guess that sounds crazy, but <laughs> no, no, that's um, it. What, what people need to, to, to really know to start manifesting lies in a very old science, which is how we perceive things and, and what, what it means to perceive our reality. So um, I don't know if you want to start there or with yes, the I do. the I past. Want to start here. I, want to start I don't here. want to take the ropes and leave the show at all. So like, no, wherever no, no. you want to go, just, okay. <laughs> no, my listeners make it really clear. They really want to hear less from me and more from you. Um, but and I'm the opposite. The, I want to hear more from you. <laughs> but here's the thing I want to say to you about this. When I read the book, I was so pleased with how you weave the beautiful stories of your life and other people with the science. You know, Thank especially you. when I was reading about things like the future affects the past. See, I know that. I know that the future affects the past because I had a very different view of my past 
than I do now. I can literally share stories of hope when I talk about my mom's suicide at age six. I can talk about being homeless and begging for money and making sure I had the right baseball cap on, right? You know, so you what you've been able to do, like me, I'm a researcher at heart too. People look at me and say, really? I can't believe, it's true. It's true. What you I know you are. Look, is beautiful because it has your personality and it talks about why the process you use is so scientifically proven. Tell us about that. I want people to know about the work you're doing to help others. Because if we're not in here helping others really live the life we want, then for me, I'm missing something that I meant to do. But how about you? Tell us about what you just, all of the discoveries you made has led you to this point now where you're now you're helping others. Well, thank you. Um, I, I, it's funny because when <clears throat> it was very, uh, you know, Dr. Dina, once again, to bring her up, which, what she told me in December, she's like, this is going to be a pandemic. Like she, and she does, she's the opposite. I might add if uh, anybody, I'm sure a lot of people listening have heard of her or have seen her on TV. She's the opposite of a fear monger. So she's great as, you know, someone who I, you know, I, I used to, she's taught me so much, you know, I think our friends are our greatest teachers and um, she's taught me to over the decade to not be so ah when things seem bad. So to a point where when I first started hearing about what was going on and this ties into what, what we're talking about, but it's important, I think, to note um, when the stuff uh, in Wuhan and then the coronavirus, everybody started talking about, it, I was like, it's all good. And it wasn't from like a Zen, like I was not facing reality at all thing. I just was, I wasn't panicked about it. I figured, you know, just listen to the authorities, listen to the, the science people. And then she said, oh, it's going to be bad. Your book tour is going to be postponed or canceled. This is in December. And I was like, right. what? <laughs> I right. Like, no, I was so mad at her. So she said it again in January. I was like, you were wrong. Like, cause I didn't want that. You know, look, I, I teach this stuff. I, I, I live these these miracles, this magic. It's, it's, it's very science-based, like you said. It looks like magic to people. Um, but I, I, I didn't quite want it to be true. And then I realized something in January. Again, it had not even, I think it just came here in February. So this is even before it came to the U.S. for the coronavirus. I said to myself, okay, the worst thing isn't that bad because I could do the book tour online we have the internet. This is before Zoom and everything actually happened. I was like, I, there's a way to do this. But you know what? I've been taking, this is really, this is the truth. Uh, I've done press tours before for movies and film stuff years ago. And I, on the last one I ever did uh, in 2013 for a film, I said to them, I got so sick at the end. And I said to myself, the next time if I ever do a press tour like that again, I am going to do so much health work. I'm going to take every vitamin and I'm going to work out and I'm going to just go to my doctors. I'm going to be so healthy. So I did that this time. So back in, you know, last year in the summer, I got on myself on a crazy good regimen with two great doctors and a nutritionist. So I was rolling into this crisis of health, that, the healthiest that I've ever been. So there was this funny dichotomy. It was like, well, you know what? This is what I teach. And then if this is, they, they asked me, the publisher, what happened was it was really, really strange, actually. As I was um, recording the audiobook, it was the first week of March. We would go in at the very beginning of recording and then 12 hours later come out and there was new news. Something else was closing. And then finally uh, the governor said, okay, we're, we're going to go into lockdown. Right. 
by the last day. And um, the publisher, it was very slowly things were getting canceled or postponed. And, you know, I was supposed to go out to New York. That was where we were supposed to launch and then come over here. And I said to myself, you know what? I get to wear my pajama pants and do every interview still. Okay, I'm not going to be a person, so what? I get to be in my office, in my home, with the people that I love. I'm not going to be away from home. And if I really mean what I say and what I teach, then this is this is the time to teach it. This is the time to do it. So instead of saying, let's postpone the book or let's hold it off, which I know a lot of authors did, and I respect and I understand why they did that, yeah. um, I said, let's do it. Yeah. I know we're not going to, you know, and I thank God it makes me tear-eyed. I, um, and this is all about perception here. Uh, thank God my publisher and my team at Inner Traditions and Simon and Gister and everybody were great and supportive. And they had the same feeling. Let's do it. This is yeah. what you do. So what I do and what I, I really love that you picked up is I teach people how to understand what perception is. There is a brilliant man by the name of Dr and Professor Donald Hoffman. I'm not sure to this day if he goes by doctor or professor, but we'll say Professor Donald Hoffman at the University of California, Irvine. I write about him in the book. He has a fantastic TED Talk online. I highly recommend everybody go watch it. Um, and it's all about perception. He studies perception and it's a really long-winded thing. But what he found out is that evolution does not favor reality. What does that mean? That means that when we look at our, our laptop or even our phone these days, okay? If you look at, a, at the, the screen, we might have a folder on our screen. In that folder is a script for our radio show or, or maybe a speech we're going to give or, or an article or something. But that's not really a folder. And that's not really a piece of paper that you've written a speech on. What we don't see are the diodes and the electrical components and all the things that are behind that screen that go into creating that perception of a folder. And what he found out, and this is all in my book and all in his work, and he is not some fringe scientist. He himself admits this was the last place he ever wanted to be, probably being in my book was. But, I mean, he's, he, he rolls with it now. I say that lovingly because imagine being a scientist that could still keep a smile on your face, realizing that reality is not at all. We are not perceiving or taking in an anything 1% 2% of what's out there now right. we've heard this before people you know in in the spiritual circles or even the self development we hear like oh we don't see everything but i was like that's it's not garbage but to me for what i teach for who i teach it's garbage because i'm usually given people who do not believe in this stuff who think the law of attraction is complete bs and who think it's garbage and i love that they're my favorite people because within an hour i'm able to just go with science anybody out there listening uh don't buy my book for me. If you ever want something to reference for your friends or family who think all of this is hooey, wooey, woo woo, yeah. buy my book. Cause that's what I want it to be on people's shelves. That thing they can always reference for the science. So when you start understanding perception, you immediately need to become aware of something called the reticular activating system or the RAS. It's a clump of neurons at the base of our skull in our brain there. I call it the extra calm, like extra communication system. Now, this is one of the most important manifesting tools to know about because the extra calm or reticular activating system in our brain acts as a filter. And that filter is what does, it, it really it is, it ignores things. So when you lose your keys or you put your phone down somewhere or whatever it is, that is your brain's filter, your extra calm system, not 
keeping or thinking of that item or that thing as urgent to your survival in the moment, okay? So put another way, your extra calm system focuses on two things. What's gonna help you survive in the moment and what you tell it to focus on. When we see 11.11 or we hear a really weird word like Windsor or Queen Elizabeth, something that maybe we're not familiar with or 333, and then we suddenly start seeing it everywhere, it used to be called the Bader-Meinhof phenomenon, which is, uh, you know, where suddenly it seems like 1111 or 333 or the word exactly everywhere. Well, it turns out, and I'm, I know I hate, sometimes people think I'm sucking the magic and I'm not, but that is actually our brains. And in the last five years, they've proven it's the reticular activating system. Yeah. Now, why is that important for manifesting? <laughs> it's everything. What, it, what, what I started to play with, and I actually, this is going to be in the second book I just finished. Um, because I was really getting into the, the RAS and extra calm research when this book was being finished. Um, but I started to play with the idea of, hold on, if I, I used to lose, for some reason, this mug, I don't know if anybody can see how big this thing is. It's as big as my head, my reusable mug, my Yeti mug. Yeah. Everywhere, all the time, no matter, in my own house. Yeah. All, always, my phone in that mug. Yeah. To the point where my fiance put on this, I still have it on there, I don't use it anymore, but that little tile. Because I, I would have to, I'd have to go find it. It'd take me an hour. I get really frustrated because I love my mug. So I said, "Wow, wait a minute, hold on. If if my brain is actually remembering and taking in all the data and all the feedback and everything around me, that means that it knows where I put. Like, it sounds weird to talk about your brain outside of your head for a minute, but it helps a lot for what I teach. So we're gonna do it that way. So I, I'm going to myself. All right, hold on. If my brain knows where my mug is, that I don't have to look around for an hour or use this stupid tile. So what I did was I started to say out loud, it gets better and easier. You don't do this. But I was like, hey, brain, where's my mug? Yeah. I would drop it. And within a minute, I would walk over my body because your neurology knows. Your, so the point here is your brain takes in everything you're doing and everything around you and things that are in your perception that you don't even know about. Oh, my God. It's all there. You just have to flag it. So your brain, the RAS is either filtering out two things. What it, it just is putting in your perception what you need for evolution and to survive and what you tell it to focus on. If you wake up and say, everybody hates me, your reticular activating system is scientifically exactly. proven. It goes exactly. out and finds every example and highlights it. Just like if you hear 1111, it's been pointed out. It goes and finds it. You're not seeing more 1111s. It's pointing it out because they were always there and now you've made your reticular activating system aware of it. This is the coolest thing ever for manifesting and I could go on for hours. It is but cool, but you know, listen, let me just say something about that and I know you'll come back. What you just mentioned, our grandparents did. So here, here short story, because I think we got about five minutes left, but short story is this. Linda, who booked this, my producer, my best love friend. Love Linda. Love Linda. <laughs> I love um, Linda. Her mom was full of these. So Joan would say every time something's lost, right? Like I'll, whether it's my keys, she would say, hey, what you got to do is you got to walk. You got to say, Tommy, Tommy, turn around. What is lost shall be found. That was it. She would say that. Walk around. Tommy, I don't know who Tommy She intrinsically Tommy knew. I found this a lot. That is crazy cool. And we it worked. It, it always works because if you, if it was not taken from, now here's the cool thing too. Even if it was stolen, I had a, I had a client, really interesting story. Long story short, her phone was taken from her in a restaurant, but guess what? She didn't see it, meaning her brain didn't allow her because she was in a really heated conversation, which is why the guy was able to grab it off the side of the table. But her brain knew that the phone went that way. Look, turns out, I guess the guy dropped it. They found the security footage. But when she asked, hey, where's my phone? 
she found herself wanting to get up and go towards the exit, which was weird because every other time it had always just been around her and it was out on the sidewalk. And the guy, I guess, had basically fled, fled out, ran, and it dropped out of his hand when he was going. But the, her brain was pulling in all this information that it was not on the table. It was up and out and it was still there. We have n no idea how far that goes, but um, you know, I read all these books on manifestation and, and I've studied this my whole life. And the big thing was always quantum, quantum physics. That explains it. So I wrote a 20 page dissertation, which fully correctly <laughs> explains quantum physics. Cause I love it. It is a great area of science, but my God, I was sick of hearing it. If I had to read one more book or hear one more person, just again, I have friends who are real scientists who would, who would like, I would get, I don't even know what they would say if I if I just chalked everything up to that. So that's why I bring in things like uh, neuroscience and audiology. So I think we had to. I think we had to. I just it too. I mean, you know, part of this is when people say things, Royce. And first of all, I can't thank you enough for one being on the show. I really thank you. I know you're very busy schedule. Thank but you. I, also, I make any time for you anytime at all. I will be here. <laughs> but I want to thank you for the way you wrote this book. And you could have done any number of different things, but it is very clear to me that this goes beyond showing up and writing a book. This is your purpose. This is your passion. This is you looking at and, and literally lifting up the rock and saying, wow, I didn't know that was under there. And then bringing it to us so that we can live this every day of our lives. See, that's the, that is the depth, the breadth, and the power of the work you're doing. You know, it is taking a body of research and work, people's life experiences, your own, and saying, you can create this. And see, that's what we need today. We need that. We need what you're doing because folks are thinking they can't create their lives. But isn't that the power of what you do? I want to thank you. One last thing. Please tell folks how to get a copy of the book. And I'd love to know your personal message, which you'd like to leave us with today. Okay. Um, well, the book's everywhere. It's in you know any store, in Barnes & Noble, Amazon, online, offline. I'm sure most people are buying online right now, um, scripting the life you want. Uh, it's It's been doing great. So thank you. I read, I do. I don't read the reviews, but I read them when they are sent to me. So a lot of, a lot of times people, uh, especially my fiance, he is a review reader. Um, I'm not, but um, uh, you can find it anywhere. You can go to my website, RoyceChristian.com, R-O-Y-C-E. It's like a Rolls Royce. And then it's Christ like Christian. So C-H-R-I-S-T-Y-N, RoyceChristian.com. And you can also go, if you can't remember that, LockdownBookTour.com, LockdownBookTour. Um, <clears throat> the message. <sighs> What you focus on gets bigger. We hear it a lot. Um, and it's so true. It's now scientifically proven that what we, what you choose to put your focus on is what you are going to perceive more of and experience more of not just manifesting in those terms, but in every, in everything that you're experiencing. So here's the thing. It feels often like we are not in control of what we consume. I'm going to give you two tips. Uh, one, a, an actual billionaire, one of the most brilliant men I've ever met in my life, he's since passed, told me the best tip ever when I owned my own production company. He said, turn your <clears throat> bleeping phone on silent because you are in control of when you choose to interact with people. My phone has been on sil silent since I think that was 2011. Yeah. Um, it will change your life for a day or two. I have had 
multimillionaire, huge business people who are terrified. We don't realize how scared we are and controlled by yeah. the things we consume, which includes our phones and our devices. Turn your notifications on, do not disturb at night. Little things like that. Yeah. Why I suggest that and why I want to leave people with that is those little tiny habits. And that's all I teach are very, everything takes like five minutes total. I'm, I'm, I, my stuff is easy. But if you do those little things, you perceive less, you regain control. That's why I tell people, don't make, uh, you call it a want list, it's all your wants, but you want to make it an intention. I intend to have a good day because you're bringing your power back to you.